Do not be afraid of it. I was afraid of my tax advantage accounts because I was like, ah, so much is happening. I don't really know what's going on. And I'm sure they're doing good with it. You don't know what they're doing. Oh, wake up, wake up, rethink the status quo. When you get your money right, then you're the one who runs your life. Come build a wealthy spirit with Sammy and Michelle. Sammy, do you know what time of year it is? Dating Sunday, when everybody gets on the dating app? No. The only dating you should be doing is with your tax advantage accounts. And that is way more fun because tax advantaged accounts are what help us be rich. Yes, there's a million ways to make money, but saving and investing is a big one. And saving and investing with tax benefits? Does it get any better than that? Sammy, I knew you would be excited about our topic today diving into tax advantage accounts and why it's important to think about it if you're listening to this at the beginning of the year. It's always important to think about it, but this is the perfect time to either set yourself up, to review your accounts, even if you took a work break, to see how everything's going or if anything has changed. This is the time of year to do it, and we are going to delve into all the benefits and what you should be doing with your tax advantage accounts. Let's get into it. But first, we want to talk a little bit about our partner today, Riverside. Riverside is a platform that we have been using for almost every episode of our podcast to record video and audio. You can do it from different rooms. You can do it from different countries because it's a platform that allows you to record interviews and things like podcast episodes. And here's the thing. It's the new year. You know how many people reach out to me and say, hey, I'm thinking about starting a podcast in the new year. I think you only need a few tools, a microphone, Riverside, go find yourself some guests, go record yourself talking to people. You can use Riverside's really cool tools. They have AI transcription. You can edit with it now. You can literally cut clips and post them onto different platforms to promote your podcast or YouTube channel. So we love Riverside. We think it's been such an amazing tool for us. We've had such a seamless experience, especially when we're bringing on guests, when we're recording with each other. So check Riverside out. We'll have a link in our show notes and you can get started with them today. Now back to today's topic, investing in your tax-advantaged accounts. And yes, tax-advantaged accounts, maybe it's not the sexiest thing in the world. But we talk about building wealth here, and it's such an important tool in your toolbox when it comes to building wealth. So we wanted to do a little bit of a deep dive into it today. And as a reminder, this is not financial advice. This is not financial advice. Personally, Michelle, if this is not the sexiest thing in the world to you, then your picker is off. (laughs) Because tax advantage accounts they are what really, really help accelerate your wealth growth. Let's start with the tax-deferred retirement accounts. FINRA, the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, they have a great piece called What Does It Mean to Be Pre-Tax or Tax-Advantaged? In this piece, they define these different tax-advantaged accounts. And tax-deferred refers to earnings such as those in a traditional retirement account. Earnings that accumulate tax-free until you withdraw the funds from the account. I love this piece, Sammy, because they really dive into what these different terms mean. 
which I think is important because there are so many different tax advantage vehicles. Mm -hmm. And so it's a really great reference point because different people have different tools that they can take advantage of. So most workplaces in the U.S. will have a tax advantage account like a 401k or if you're working at a nonprofit, possibly a 403b. These are typically tax deferred accounts. So you can put your income into this account without being taxed. And then in the future, when you withdraw the money, you will be taxed at that time. That's so amazing, Sammy, because let's say you make $100,000 in the next year and you put 10000 of those dollars into your 401k. That means that A, you're putting in that $10,000 without being taxed because it's going into your 401k before you're taxed. So that's a huge advantage. It actually brings down your income to $90,000 because of that $100,000, you put $10,000 away. So that could be a great advantage if you're like on the cusp of a different tax percentage. And of course, one of the best things is you're putting in money into a vehicle that will, in theory, grow over the next few years until you retire. Michelle, it almost makes me want to work when I look at the 401k. (laughs) 403B max contributions for this year, it's $23,000. That means that you can contribute $23,000 before taxes, therefore lowering your tax burden, lowering your adjustable gross income by $23,000. That's a lot of money. And that's a lot of tax benefits. One of the advantages too, Sammy, is a lot of times taking the money out before you receive the paycheck helps you even save that money just because it's out of your hands before you even have it. You don't have to be responsible for putting it to the side. You don't have to be responsible for figuring out a home for it. Your work will do it for you. So even something small like that, I feel like is so helpful when it comes to saving money. For a long time for me, the only way I was saving and investing money was the money that my employer was taking out of my paycheck to put into my 401k because I just didn't know a lot. That is actually true for me as well, Michelle. I was maxing out my 401k even at my very first job out of PA school. I don't know why I decided to do this, to be honest. Probably our mother. I'm sure she's listening to this saying, it was me, (laughs) me. And I remember going to my second job and maybe like about halfway through the year looking in my account and I had $60,000. I had never seen that much money in one account before. And I knew nothing about fire. I hadn't even read Ramit Sethi's book, but I had somehow magically saved this money that, trust me, if you put it into my bank account, I would have spent it 100%. It's so true, Sammy. And something interesting to think about when you're looking at these pre-tax, tax-deferred accounts is how much should you put in there? And there are a couple benchmarks to consider. Yes. Sometimes you can't put in the whole maximum for the year. Sometimes you can't put in $23,000 a year. Maybe you need the money. Maybe you don't have that much extra money. But most people can put in up to their employer match with benefits because the match, that's the percentage that your employer will give you for free. For example, you put in $3,000 and they match you $3,000, $3,000 of free money plus the 3000 comes off of your total adjusted gross income, in most situations, that's going to be beneficial to people, no matter how much money they need for their day-to-day. 
Listen to me. If you are listening to this and your employer matches your contribution to the 401k, whatever that percentage is, figure out what that number is. And if you can contribute that, you should at the least contribute that because it is literally free money. Now, there's no such thing as a free lunch. At my first full-time job, they had a match, but you had to wait for it to vest over four years. But when I left after five years, I had that money, and now my match is 19.48% of my 401k from that company. Almost 20% of money that they just gave me because they wanted to encourage me to put money in my 401k. So that is something that if you can take advantage of it, you definitely should look into it. And me and Michelle actually reframed this in a previous episode, and I want to reemphasize that here. It is not free money. It is actually your money. And when you choose to not put up to the match of your 401k into your account, you are losing that money. So if you're more motivated by negative things, don't lose the money that's there for you. Exactly. It's like why I try to go to the dentist because (laughs) I'm paying for the dental insurance. Let me get my teeth whitening. You go to the dentist because they're too nice to you. They love me at the dentist. (laughs) I didn't go for a few years, but now I'm back and they love me. (laughs) Let's say you want to do more than the match. Then you can take that dial up all the way up to the max. In 2024, it's going to be $23,000. And I challenge you, If you think you might be able to do the max, if you think "Mm, maybe I should try it, try it. Try it. That money's going to disappear from your paycheck before you even see it. You're going to get used to that lower level of spending. And your future self will say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for thinking about me because now we don't have to worry anymore. Once again, this is not financial advice. This is not financial advice. Entertainment purposes only. So funny. So entertaining. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) On top of that, if you are contributing to your 401k or you have contributed to any of these tax advantage accounts, this is also a really good time to go in, look at where they're investing your money, look at where you might be getting fees. I didn't look at my accounts for a really long time. I was just sitting there. I was contributing. I was hoping they were doing the best for me. And maybe that's the case, but it's really, really good. Like, For me, sometimes I was like, oh, the numbers are scary. What are all these acronyms? I have no idea what's going on. But you want to make sure that what they're doing for you is actually also aligned with your own goals. Michelle's talking about which funds you actually invest in in your 401k. Most of the time, you will get some level of choice when you decide which actual funds you're investing in. It's important to log in to your 401k, 403b account and make sure that your account is allocated or set up in the way that you want it to be set up. At the least, try to understand it. Some people may be extra lucky like me and also have access to a 457 account. What is that, Sammy? A 457 account usually applies to nonprofits and specifically teachers often can get 457s and for some reason me. So the 457 account or the 457B account is an account that is tax deferred. It's almost like deferred income. You can contribute just like your 401k, you can contribute up to $23,000 this year. In addition to your 401k, you can contribute $23,000 extra dollars that 
is pre-tax, so it takes that money off your adjusted gross income and goes into an investment account that you actually have access to when you leave your job. Wow. So in my case, I moved to the desert to get this higher paying job. I had a 401k and a 457. Theoretically, I can max both of those out pre-tax and lower my adjustable gross income by almost $40,000. Dang. That's insane. Then, having left my job now, in the new year, I'm considering starting to take that 457 money as paychecks. It will now be taxed, but now I'm not making that high-income desert money. I'm making less. Currently, I'm not actually making anything. So the tax rate is going to be much lower. So money that would have been taxed at like almost a 50% tax bracket when I live in the desert is now going to be taxed at a much lower rate because I'm taking it during a time when I don't have that much adjustable gross income. Regardless, even if I don't spend that money, it's a great time to take it out just so that I can take it out on a low tax year. And then I can even just put it into another investment account right now and save it for the future. That's why this is a good time of year to really think about what you're doing with your tax advantage accounts, because your income might be changing. A lot of people just had a layoff. A lot of people might be taking a work break. One of the best ways to take advantage of a change in income is with your tax advantage accounts. And the next tax advantage account we definitely want to talk about is your post-tax Roth 401k, Roth IRA. We're getting Rothy. We're getting Rothy. So Roth contributions are contributions where you contribute your after-tax money, you paid taxes on this money today, into an investment account. Then that money grows. When you take it out, you don't have to pay capital gains tax and you already paid tax on the original amount, so you don't have to pay tax on the original amount either. When I say capital gains, I'm talking about the investment money that has grown. You don't have to pay tax on that in a Roth account. Usually you would have to pay taxes on that money, but in the Roth account, you don't have to pay tax on the capital gains and you already paid tax on the principal. So when you take that out, you're not going to have to pay taxes again. And while it's very unlikely anybody will do this, but I hope it for all of you, Peter Thiel himself has somehow grown his Roth into $5 billion, which is kind of insane. And he seems to be doing some things that maybe not everybody has access to. I feel like things are going to change. But hey, you know what? It's a good example, if not an extreme example, of how a little bit of investment early on can actually grow over the years. And I'm sure when he finally reaches the appropriate age, he will be excited to access that $5 billion. And I do want to clarify, with the 401k, oftentimes we think about pre-tax contributions to the 401k. But some employers, a lot of employers actually, allow Roth contributions to the 401k. That means after-tax contributions to the 401k. And you might be wondering, why would you do an after-tax versus a before-tax contribution to your 401k? I was wondering just that, Sammy. It's a decision that requires a lot of different considerations. Usually the biggest one being, do you think you're going to be taxed more today versus taxed more at age 59 and a half plus? But for me personally, actually, I did do Roth contributions even when I was at my job in the desert. And this is the reason why. Over time, I noticed that my 401k account, my retirement accounts were heavily pre-tax. And 
I realized that I had enough money in my 401k, but I still wanted to keep contributing because I still wanted to take advantage of these tax advantages. But I didn't want to just have a giant ball of pre-tax money. I also wanted to have some post-tax money in there because when I'm older, maybe I don't want to pay taxes on all this money that I'm taking out. Maybe I want to be able to take some money out and not pay taxes on it. That's why I did do some Roth contributions to my 401k account, not just pre-tax contributions to the 401k account. Roth is always a fun consideration. There's also the Roth IRA. The Roth IRA is something that is not through your employer. People under 50 are able to contribute up to $7,000 into their Roth IRA. The great thing about the Roth IRA is this is money that you have after you got your paycheck and it's already been taxed. Additional money and an additional $7,000 that you can invest to get more of those benefits, those capital gains tax benefits in the future. So it's more money that's tax advantaged, even outside of the benefits that you can get from your workplace. Exactly. And there are income limits depending on if you make above a certain amount. So keep that in mind as well. The last tax advantaged account that we are talking about today, and mind you, we did not talk about every single possible tax advantaged account out there, though I would have loved to. It's just maybe not feasible with time. But the last one we are going to be talking about is your health savings account or your HSA. Yes, coming from an unexpected place, healthcare. You know, they always got to find a way to make healthcare financially lucrative. (laughs) But this time, it's in your favor. Yes. So a health savings account, they take the money out of your paycheck once again before you're actually taxed. So that's awesome. And it's money that you can actually use towards your health expenses. And when you pay off those expenses, you don't have to pay taxes. So it's actually both pre and post tax advantage. Let me put a star on what Michelle just said here, because this is important. This is money that is pre-tax. So you put in money from your paycheck and that money is not taxed. Then it gets invested. It grows capital gains. You don't have to pay capital gains tax when you use it. Granted, you must use it on healthcare costs, but that's amazing. If you live in the United States, you're going to have healthcare costs. So this is an awesome way to save money in a double tax advantaged manner, which is just insane. Exactly. I didn't know this for a long time, but you can actually invest your HSA money. So you can take the money that's in your HSA account, go look at whatever bank owns your HSA account, and you can move that into investments. So while you're not spending your HSA money, it can actually grow over time, hopefully, if you make good investments. But that's a really cool feature because you're not paying taxes on it. And another thing to keep in mind is, let's say you have a giant healthcare bill today that you just want to pay. You don't want to take money from your invested HSA money to pay for it. You can pay that bill today, save your receipts, as the Gen Zs say, keep the receipts, you're keeping them. And then when maybe in 10, 20 years, you can use that receipt to then take out money from the HSA to pay for that previous expense. Yes. Controversial opinion alert. (laughs) I have a couple HSAs from my employers. And when I stopped working at those companies, I found out that they were paying a fee for my HSA account. Now I have to pay that fee. That fee has changed because these random banks many random banks, literally, it'll be like the bank of HSA.com. And you're like, what the heck is this? They have switched hands many times. 
since I originally set up those HSAs. And I'm being charged, say, $5 a month for them. I'm being charged if I want to move that money into investments. I'm being charged if I want to switch banks with that money. I have decided to take a little bit of caution in thinking about the long-term investment for my HSA. I don't love that it's in these rando banks. I don't love that I'm being charged $5 a month. Like That seems like a pretty insane fee to me. So I don't know if I'm going to sit on my HSA investments forever. They've been growing, and I appreciate that. But you can't invest all of it either, at least in some of the banks that I have. So I don't mind using it because sometimes it feels like I'm trying to beat the clock with these fees. As one of my favorite West Coast rappers, YG, says, Big bank take little bank. Type of money you're going to need a safe. Type of money you're going to need a bank. You think he's talking about HSAs? He is talking about the HSA account there. I I can tell. Because (laughs) the thing about it is, I agree with you. I have these HSA accounts from my employer's. They're in these random little banks. They're constantly changing hands. I feel like these people are irresponsible, no offense. And I cannot wait to take that money out of that little bank and put it in a big old safe bank that I can trust. I agree, Sammy. And if we haven't said it already, this is not financial advice. This is not financial advice. This is just an entertainment podcast. And we are just nanny nannying about banks. That being said, there's our thoughts. This is literally an opinion. Especially this bank thing. (laughs) This bank thing is an opinion. Nobody can say which bank is going to go under or whatever. But I don't know. I don't trust these little banks at all, at all. And I feel like the government is not going to feel responsible to help them at all. So, yes, big bank, take little bank. Takeaways. Takeaways for this episode. This is the time, both literally right now at the beginning of the year, but also honestly, whenever you're listening to this. Today is the day to go look at your tax advantage accounts. How much are you contributing to them? Where is the money going? Do not be afraid of it. I was afraid of my tax advantage accounts because I was like, ah, so much is happening. I don't really know what's going on. And I'm sure they're doing good with it. You don't know what they're doing. Okay, your company is, they set it up. They want to help you, but they don't know your goals. They don't know what you're doing. Let me tell you, most of them themselves don't even understand the tax advantage accounts. Do not rely on them to have your back. Okay, they are individuals just like you, and they could be slob kebabs. Okay, so you need to take ownership of this. Yes. And the best thing is, is if your money goes somewhere like a big bank, say like Fidelity or Vanguard or Schwab, wherever your 401k, wherever these accounts sit for you, you can actually call up those banks and they're super, super helpful. Whenever I have to call, they're so great about answering my questions. They send me emails. They understand it better than anybody else. Feel free to go call and ask them questions. And when it comes to different options for tax advantage accounts, you're going to have your pre-tax 401k contributions, 403b contributions, 457b accounts, which are more like deferred income. And then you also have post-tax options, the post-tax Roth contributions into your 401k or your post-tax Roth IRA. The options are endless. It's all about just taking the time to learn about them and taking the time to set up your investments so that those are automatically happening without too much effort on your part. And they might be in unexpected places, like your health savings account, or there may be other options specific to you. It's totally worth looking into because based off of your life, your job, the industry that you're in, you may have options that you can take advantage of that you should if you can. Community time! 
before we say goodbye, it's our community time. I have to tell you guys a story. Sammy and I were with our friends yesterday. We were at this nice little pre-New Year's party. That's right. We have a lot of friends, which is not an accident. See our episode on building a community. We were talking to our friends and our friend Emily, who speaks four different languages. She's an ESL teacher. She's lived all (laughs) over the world. She mentions that she lived in France for five years. And she says, yeah, I was actually a French minor. (laughs) And Sammy is so enthralled by this. She's like, wow, you were a French minor? And she's like, yes, I was a French minor in college. And then Sammy goes, what did you mind? (laughs) Weirdly, weirdly, I have a lot of friends. I don't know how this has happened. Like, I literally have like three friends who mined for various minerals typically gold in other countries so i when she said she was a french miner i'm like oh my god how many people go abroad to like mine for gems i'm like is this like a lapis lazuli like what is even in france right now (laughs) the fact that you thought she was saying she was a french miner too (laughs) i literally burst out laughing Everyone else started laughing, but honestly, I wanted to laugh much longer than we were because it's just the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard. I mean, I don't know much about the mining community. I don't think they refer to themselves by ethnicity, but I don't know for sure. Well, she said she was in France, and she's like, I was a French miner. <laughs> like, I was an American miner, like, you know. <laughs> Shoutouts from the community. I just want to do a quick shout out. We are recording this before we go to Camp Fi, but we are going to Camp Fi. That is in our plans. So hopefully we have tons of Camp Fi friends that are listening to this and shout out to you guys. Yes. And if you're one of our listeners and you have been interested in going to a camp filled with people who want to talk about things like tax advantaged accounts, I know that has been my dream for like the past five years. It's literally been my dream. You guys have to check out CampFi. It's an awesome camp where there are speakers and presenters, but also you get to do outdoor activities. You're staying in a cabin. It's like adult summer camp. Yes. And we will speak more about it in a future episode when we have actually experienced it. We will be speaking, which we are really excited about. Hopefully we'll be able to share that as well. But thank you guys so much for all of your support. We're really excited for all the cool things we're doing in 2024. And let us know. One, if you're at Campai and you're listening to this, buildwealthyspirit.com, leave a comment, say hello. If there's something that we forgot about with tax advantage accounts, if there's something specific that you take advantage of, we'd love to hear about it. Buildwealthyspirit.com. It's so interesting to us. Leave a comment. Let us know your tips. And most importantly, be sure to join us next time as we put down the rulebook and we rethink the status quo. Thank you.